Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to the Wes and Walker Show. So favorite draft day moments in Panthers history, draft day moments ever. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This stuff. Hold on. It's Wes. We got to say R.I.P. to Springer. You know what I'm saying? Jerry Springer. And Walker. Wes, I'm going to ask you a question. What's up? It is the day of the number one overall selection. This is true. And you told me to stop talking about the NFL draft. Just to real say, quick. hold on, let's send an RIP out to Jerry Springer. He's a part of our show, though. <laughs> Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. He's a part of our show. Wait. <laughs> One o'clock on Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Team Week continues talking NC State. And we'll go over to the Body Works Plus guest hotline to talk to a new beat writer for NC State, Jaden Adams of the News and Observer. You can follow her on Twitter, though, at Jay Watson Fisher, previously of the Greeley Tribune, which means she is the only person in the state right now that sees UNC and thinks Northern Colorado. That's an actual thing. Have you gotten used to who the real UNC is yet, Jaden? No, and I probably won't for a while. <laughs> because I saw some of your previous work, and I was looking, okay, UNC, so you have some familiarity. But no, it's all about Northern Colorado, which is not something that I realized. But I'm sure with them being the rival of NC State, you're going to be used to it in no time. And I did want to introduce you to all the NC State fans out there because – for Team Week, Jaden, we were looking for a beat writer because we were trying to figure out, all right, who can we get on to be uh, able to speak about this NC State football team? And you just so happened to drop your first article on the News and Observer yesterday. So, again, follow her on Twitter, at Jay Watson Fisher. And then in your introduction article right after that, you talked about how you're trying to learn what is a ton of facts about the new team you're going to cover. Has there been a most interesting fact that you've come across yet? A most interesting fact. I I don't know that. Oh, I don't know. Um, I do like that there is apparently a, a big mullet uh, situation going over there with several players. Like, <laughs> That's uh, To have that as their hairstyle, not really my vibe, but I am curious to ask them about it. We're going to have to bring you on and get to the bottom of what the mullet situation is at NC State coming up next. Uh, is that something that you would wear, Wes? Would you ever think about a, a what kind of like crazy hair that you would ever wear back in your Wake Forest playing days? Uh, I've had... I have had a mohawk before, okay. and I do like that a lot. But as far as uh, if I was a white guy, mm -hmm. I would do the mother thing. You would do it, you would do time. it mullet? Oh, yeah, I'd have a big one. Yeah, see, I, I would never do I don't think Hard I could pull it off. Yeah, that hang under the helmet. <laughs> Ooh. Um, all right, so I know you did write a little bit about your introduction to this football team. What are your What's your first impressions of the upcoming season for NC State, Jaden? Well, I know that the expectations were really big last season. And they didn't, they didn't finish how they wanted. Um, and I think, and I could be wrong, but I think not having those same expectations could really help. I know for me, I'm someone where if there's a lot of pressure put on me, I just, I, I don't perform as well. Um, but when I just go in, do my thing, you know, 
I'm better. So hopefully that's kind of the vibe that they're gonna they're gonna give off. Um, I know they talked about the defense a lot yesterday and how proud they are of, of that. So you know, I think that's something to look out for. And then, Jaden, just looking through the article where you were introducing yourself to the masses and you said that you want to be able to tell uh, meaningful stories, just let us in on some of that. And do you see uh, some storylines perhaps already that you are starting to formulate ideas on about this Wolfpack program that you want to be able to tell? Yeah, so just looking through the roster, there are several guys who have interesting majors um in terms of you know we got special ed we've got uh science technology and society Uh, i'm really interested in learning about why some of these guys are pursuing you know these education paths Um, i think we all see a lot of business a lot of communications um and sports management and those are totally valid and fine um but it's always cool to see guys break away from that. So I'm definitely going to pursue some of those. Um, Cecil Powell is back. I know he's been out for two seasons um, and he's cleared to play. So we'll see. Um, so obviously I want to follow him, see how he does. Um, Anthony Dalton on the offensive line. His nickname is Escalade. I want to know why. <laughs> it's a great so, nickname. It is. It reminds yeah. it reminds me of and one tour. You know that R.I.P. Escalade is such a great one. Yes. Right. So, so just stuff like that. So Jaden, you're from Oklahoma. Graduated from Oklahoma. Then lived in Colorado as well. And how are how excited are you for for Southern football culture? And do you feel like the NC State atmosphere? Because I warn you now, it's it's a heck of a fan base. The crowd is going to be maybe not that much different than what you're used to, but they're definitely a rabid fan base. I can give them <laughs> that. Uh, how excited are you uh, for that? Yeah, I, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, I've said this before, like when I, was, when I was younger, I remember before I got into sports, I would hear my mom screaming at the TV during OU football games. <laughs> um so that's like a core memory, and I had one one full college football season at OU because I transferred in, um, and that was so that was so fun. And I really can't wait to get into that again. Um, obviously, things are different in Colorado, regardless of FBS, SCS. Like I'm, I'm sorry to all my Colorado friends, but it is not the same. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I am a little bit intimidated, not going to lie. Uh, but I think it's going to be good. There's no reason to be intimidated. We're not be, at all. It's all going to be You're totally fine. You're going to enjoy fine. it. <laughs> it's Jaden Adams joining us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, a new beat writer for the News and Observer on NC State. You can go follow her on Twitter, by the way, at Jay Watson Fisher. Uh, Jaden, uh, first impressions of Raleigh. Anything that you've already tried out? Any advice that you've received that has really helped you in your transition coming over here to Raleigh, the uh, state's capital? It's really, really humid, and I don't like it. Oh, yeah, you've got to get used to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, don't know if I'm going to be able to get used to it, but we're going to try. Um, any advice? Oh, well, I've gotten a lot of food recommendations, um, so that's, that's always appreciated. 
Um, and the streets are funny. They're not in a grid. I don't like that. But <laughs> I, I'm starting to figure it out. The culture shock is real. Once you move over from Colorado, we actually have our program director who moved not to Raleigh, but from Colorado all over the place. And now he's here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's very much a difference. It is very much a culture shock. And so final question for you, Jaden, before we let you go. And uh, we're very interested to talk a little bit more as the season goes on, as you start to get your feet wet here on the NC State beat. Just a couple of things that you're looking forward to this season. I know you've had a couple of uh, uh, players that you've gotten to know a little bit about their major but is there anything interesting as far as what you're expecting for this NC State team who, as you mentioned, maybe doesn't have the same kind of pressure that they did last year that might loosen them up a little bit as they look to take on ACC opponents? Yeah, I just I, I want to see them make a bowl game. I know Maybe that's setting the bar too low. Um, but as someone who covered a losing program for however many seasons, two, two full seasons, um, yeah, that's what I, I want. I, I want a winning record. Don't we all? Uh, yeah, I definitely think you'll get that. And, uh, Jaden, let me already recommend you to Old Time Barbecue in Raleigh. It's right by the stadium. The place stays packed. It looks like a, a little it, – it's a trailer-looking-like place. It, it, it's very uh, – the decor is crazy. It's a, a small spot. places are always But it's fantastic. It's got 4.5 stars on Google on over 1,000 uh, 1, ratings. And then also, too, just based – Based off of your picture on your Twitter page of you on the roller coaster there, uh, I would automatically recommend you to go hit up Carowinds before the season starts and you get too busy. Going down to Carowinds so you can make more faces like the one that's on your profile. And before they have another malfunction, by the way. But we don't need to do oh, deeper into that. Don't scare with no, that. No, 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 no. I'm going there. That's from a traumatic experience. Oh, Walker ruined no, it for you. No, we don't need to dig deeper. It's fun. And uh, we can just avoid the safety hazard. They've retested it 500 times allegedly it's, to it's, make sure it's good to it's go. It's fine, Jaded. It's fine. Carowinds is going to be so much fun whenever you visit Charlotte for ACC kickoff. Whatever, it's going to be totally fine. That is Jaden Adams, <laughs> new beat writer for the News and Observer covering NC State, joining us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. We'll talk to you down the road, Jaden. Excited to talk with you later. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. All right, we appreciate it. Yeah, some of the advice for somebody moving to Raleigh. I know we have a lot of NC State fans writing in on the text line right now where Wolfpack James, see, I knew he was going to deliver when I said, does Jaden know who the real UNC is yet? Wolfpack James was like, no, she's got it right. It's Northern Colorado. They're the real UNC in North Carolina. They're just haters at this point. But I had no clue. Like, I had zero clue that there was another quote unquote. I'm using quotes here just for the people before they get mad at me. I didn't know there was another UNC out there. But when I was reading some of her previous work, which is very good, there's a very interesting Ed McCaffrey story about his time coaching Northern Colorado. There were 32 transfers at one point from that Colorado program where it wasn't going well under Chris McCaffrey's dad as we come to know him here in Carolina. But I had zero clue. I was like, all right, she's got some familiarity. But man, UNC... Oh, it rings a little bit different in Colorado. <laughs> I had no clue. Very interesting there. Yeah, that is interesting. And to me, uh, I'll give Carolina a little bit of credit. They, there's not another UNC, in my opinion. They I, need to have different I abbreviations. Was in, I was interested in where you were going to go with that. I was yeah. interested. Logo yeah. 704, Walker, you did the right thing with Carowinds. I can't. i got to let her know. She can make that decision. 
But I got to let her know that there was a crack in the foundation of one of the roller yeah, coasters, Yeah, they tested man. it, as I said, 500 times allegedly. <laughs> that ride was back up and running awful quick. Is it enough? Is 500 times enough? Well, 500 is enough, but the, the rate in which they did it, I'm a little leery about that, man. That ride, I thought at least we're talking a few weeks, yeah. a month. Well, that thing was up and running in no time. Man, I used to love Carowinds, too. That's one thing that Father Time has hit me the most with. It's uh, and it. I wasn't even very old the last time that I rode a roller coaster, and I got sick. I got woozy. As a kid, loved them. Couldn't get enough of the roller coasters. Would lose sleep the night before because I was so excited oh, to go yeah. to Carowinds. I mean, it was going to be a lit day. Top Gun, still my favorite all-time roller coaster because of all the things you're going through. Your feet are dangling, front row or no row. That's how I live. But then when I turned like. Even 18. It wasn't even all that old. For some, <laughs> I, I somehow became a 50-year-old on roller coasters where I would immediately get off of the roller coaster and just have to sit next to a trash can. I haven't hurled yet, but like I just got to be near one because I was feeling a little woozy. Don't feel bad. Probably about six or seven years ago, I want to say, I went with one of my little cousins to Carowinds, and I was the same way. Used to get on everything, no stomach problems, no nothing. We got on the Dale Earnhardt, the Intimidator. I get off stomach just queasy. I'm like, what is going on? This has never happened to me. I get on the craziest of rides. I'm here for it. I get off stomach nauseous. I'm like, what's going on here? Fitty, you don't even come close to riding a roller coaster, right? Uh, I haven't been on one since I did the Intimidator in 2013. I was forced to do it because my dad paid for the all-day pass. <laughs> And, those uh, things were expensive too. I remember oh those yeah, things. and he recorded us climbing, and you get to the part where you like see the skyline, and I went ghost white, and he's just over there laughing. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Did you get off like uh, off of the roller coaster where you just are, were immediately never going to do it again? Oh yeah, never again. I don't think people understand when I fly in three months, mm -hmm. I might die from paranoia. Are you going to take something before you get on the plane, or do we need to talk about that off air? I think I want to work that morning. That way I just sleep on my flight. He's going to get... That ain't going to do it. He's going to get something to the same in the same way that you got that T-shirt. He's not going to get the official medication to help him, <laughs> but he's going to get something on the black market. I think that's what Fiddy's going to do. Yeah, <laughs> just be careful. That's all we got to say. Just be careful. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little more Carolina Panthers and, I guess, NC State. Can Chandler Savala shore up the interior of this offensive line? That is the question. Help us answer it at 704-570-9610. It's Weston Walker coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 FM. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. <laughs> well 
Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. A good friend, Eric, hopping in. We haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah. And he hopped in the studio. Great to see him. Fitty was jealous because he walked by the glass and then he didn't come in to say hi. And this is how Fitty greets people that he loves. He scolds them for not coming in to say what's up. When, of course, we're doing a radio show and he's busy as well. And so we got to see an old friend, which is yeah. always something good. He gives you tough love, Fitty does. Wait, why are you frustrated now, Fitty? What's wrong now? I, I thought the, the bumper music of choice no, would have was, been greatly appreciated. It is. I did, and I, that did not fall on deaf ears, Fitty. I did hear it, and I do love it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. We have so many different agendas going on. <laughs> I wish I would have heard it last night. Uh, because uh, the the break was wild. And, like, I know we talk about this. I'm sure it gets annoying to the listener. I apologize because we do this frequently where we talk about something without actually talking about it because we can't. But that break was particularly wild in the conversation that took place. What I do want to get to is a couple of texts about Carowinds on the text line because we had a couple of texts coming in from Copeland, a.k.a. Jokeland. He wrote in discussing some of the uh, roller coasters. The text line is not uh, refreshing right now, so that's helping. But he was discussing how it's actually not the roller coasters. I got you. That are going crazy that you might think. Like, it's actually not the big ones that really ruin you or give you the motion sickness. And then that led to us having a conversation about the hurler at mm-hmm. Carowinds. Mm-hmm. Wes, I don't know how you can call that your favorite. I used to like it, okay? Mm-hmm. But one, now I can't ride it. So it's sizest, if you will. Now yeah. I can't ride it. The other thing is, that will give you a concussion. That When you go around <laughs> one of the final turns, there is one where it never fails. Boom, boom, boom. Headbang, headbang, I think I know headbang. what you're talking about, too. Everybody when it comes knows, around, everybody, when it comes around that turn. The mm-hmm. hurler turn that hits your head three, four times, and it's always in rhythm. It's the same. It's like a metronome for your head to hit each side <laughs> of the pads. And you will get a little woozy walking off that thing. And you said the hurler is your favorite roller coaster. Yeah, it was my favorite because I know for a while it was the fastest. So that was one of the things I liked about it. I liked the speed of it. But you are correct, though. Like I said, and I think I know exactly which turn you're talking about because it turns and then it kind of jerks to get itself back on course going straight. So the head does give a little bit of a bobble. Well, and then Fitty, yeah, Jamal from Charlotte. I'm with you. All caps. Thunder Road for the OGs. Fitty told me that that's no longer there. That's for real. Thunder Road is no longer at Carowinds because it's been more than 10 years since I've been. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm accurate on that. I'm pretty sure it rode its last ride. Was it last year? I think it was the last time it ran. I'm gonna look right now. R.I.P. That'd be crazy. We've lost Thunder, Thunder Road. Road. And remember the Pavilion down there at Myrtle Beach. I, I believe that roller coaster is no more. I don't know anything about the Myrtle Beach roller coasters. It was really only about Carowinds for me. Really? Sorry for all the people that liked the Pavilion, but Thunder Road. That was special because you were the cool kid if you got on the backwards roller coaster. Yep, mm. it was no longer listed among the rides. Man, confirmed gone. People telling me that. And the other thing, one of one of the more underrated roller coasters. You guys remember the Ricochet? The At Carowinds. Yep. This so it was the blue and orange roller coaster. I think was that the Scooby Doo ride? Kind of. I think that's right. But it was really small. But you would have really sharp turns and it would act like you were going over the edge every single time you turned. And so my mom, who hates roller coasters, hates them with a passion. She looked at that and said, hey, Walker, if you want to ride that one, that's the roller coaster that I'll ride. So me and my boy at the time, I was like, yeah, we're we're going to get her on this and it's going to be hilarious because she is not ready for the ricochet smoke. She gets on it. <laughs> we both turn around, say, mom, I'm just telling you right now, we got you. 
We pranked you. This is not some little kid roller coaster. You're going to be dying on these corners. And then she gets really scared. And sure enough, she was not happy with us fooling her into getting on that roller coaster. Underrated coaster, the ricochet. Uh, And the interesting part about it, as I see that, I don't remember that uh, at all. But I'm sorry. Ref Kev, for some reason, this one made me laugh. Ricochet looks like a kid's ride, but will make a grown man yeah, find God. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. When I looked at it, I was like, well, it doesn't look that bad because the little small car and all of that that you see, I guess it wasn't there the last time that we went there. But I will say one of my favorite memories with the two is, I think the best time to go to Carowinds is maybe two hours before they close because then you can just ride stuff over and over. I remember one time I rode the hurler about four or five times yeah. in a row. No, you're so right. It seems like we have a yeah. very uh, very similar Yeah, you Carowinds go like experience. at 7 o'clock, 7.30, you can get on rides nonstop. No, it was fantastic, and I would ride Top Gun. It's still my favorite. Yeah, at 828, I'm feeling the text line right now. Yeah. We all have – maybe this is just a universal opinion on Carowinds mm-hmm. with the best rides and all that stuff – 828, Top Gun, favorite all-time roller coaster, no doubt about it. And it didn't even matter what new roller coaster was coming about. It was always still Top Gun for me. Because I think you had the mist when you would go down in Mm -hmm. the tunnel. You also have, you're a little more free. And then that view, it's of the highway, but you are high up. (laughs) And if you're on the front row, that is a hell of a view for you than the turn and then go down the way that it does. Yeah, I could see this. I could see this being really bad though, because this is a small cart. You're you're still looking at uh, Ricochet is not one to be tried. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a small cart, so I could see this being bad. You don't have a lot of people on there with you. It's not a long uh, cart full of people. (laughs) I could see this being pretty bad. I don't know why. There's just some text that gets you, and Rev Cab's got me. Listen, the OG though for me, probably the most hated was the Frenzoid. That was the ship. I don't know about the friend. That was the ship that would rock back and forth, and then it would get all the way up and hang you upside down. I got on there one time, and I was just like, and I I think I had been on there once before, but I got on there, and I said, why? Because when you hang up upside (laughs) down for that long, I said, why did I choose to do this? You're just upside down, and it won't swing. Yeah. And it's, it's up there just long enough for you to feel like, all right, we can come back down now. And you start thinking about the what ifs. And the what-ifs exist just enough. Here's here's what sucks about amusement parks is that there are enough problems ever so often to where you you hit that fine line ratio where not enough problems happen enough to where you feel safe getting on the ride. But every once in a while, you'll get a CBS headline of a crack in the foundation at Carowinds where it's like, see, it happens just enough for it to still be in your consciousness. That a user found, actually, that a customer found and filmed it on their phone. Like some dad. Like, here we have some 45-year-old that has to account for about three kids, probably. Yes. And that is the person that right. notices the big old crack shaking <laughs> back and forth? Right. Yeah, and, and Carowinds employees, do you mind looking at your structure? Oh, they don't give a damn. They're there for the check, and they're just like, man, whatever. Looking at phones, because they hire a bunch of kids. And I'll tell you this before we uh, move on. I don't is even that know if we are going to. When you talk about, uh, I remember when Drop Zone got stuck. That happened yeah. maybe a decade or so ago, something like that. But when Drop Zone got stuck for hours and the fire department had to come. you talking about I would have been, <laughs> I would have kept my cool, but man, would I have been terrified. Yeah, the scariest moments. Woo. If you get caught upside down on the swinging ship, but also if you get stuck at the top of Drop Zone, you're totally Bro, right Bro, you about can that. see the Charlotte skyline clearly from the top of Drop Zone. 
And the only way to come down is a drop when yes. you don't expect it. Yes. Uh, the drop zone, you're right. You talk about a grown man finding God. Oh, man. You Rick, get stuck up there in a fireman and then you have to get on that ladder. Oh, no. Ricochet is child's play if you yeah. get stuck at the top of the drop zone. There's no doubt about it. We've got so many people. 704 said my favorite part about the Friendzoid was when we would hang upside down and just watch all the car keys, wallets, coins falling down to the water below you. That's fly for wine. Yeah, you got to secure your stuff before you get on the roller coaster. No, we were not about to bring anything valuable up there. I didn't go on the Frenzoid. Anuj said, guys, I think it was called Vortex, yeah? Vortex was fire. Yes, it I was. I remember that. The one when you're standing up the whole time, yes. you position yourself wrong on that ride, and man, it was a bad time. These texts are hitting as accurate <laughs> as any text history we've ever had. Because that's <laughs> Vortex was fun, but... <laughs> position yourself wrong you're gonna be speak you're gonna be speaking like this <laughs> it was bad it was bad on the wait a minute i'm trying to figure like out that. logo 704 he said his dad took a part-time job at carewinds and had the audacity to tell my classmates that he knew me yeah you don't I, yeah that's probably you're right about the employees there yeah. i don't i don't want to be like that yeah. but I don't know. What's the over-under on percentage of those people being high as they press the button for that, you to yeah. go Yeah, when you, when you see the kids on there, you just automatically get nervous. You know they don't care. They just hit the button, look <laughs> at their phone, and keep it pushing. Uh, trophy Husband wrote in, man, the text line's not working. We, it's honestly what it's I think. It's working. I, I see them coming in. All right. So Trophy Husband wrote in, Walker, my brother tried to do the same thing to me that you guys did to your mom. And when I got to my seat, I just walked all the way through to the exit and sent up the peace sign. Yeah, my yeah. mom won't get on anything. Well, she will not. It does look like a kid roller coaster. Ricochet does. And then when you get on there, because it, what it does a great job at is it kind of leans over so you can't see the wheels connected to the roller coaster. Oh. And then so you're looking over the edge and you're actually leaning a little bit and you think you're falling. And you're all right. This is it. You know, and it's <laughs> and it's honestly one of those uncomfortable drops where drop zone, you're dead if you drop without any protection. Ricochet. It's a long enough drop to where you're going to break something, but you're not going to die. <laughs> Ricochet's different. I'm telling you. It's a little bit different. If I go there, that's the first ride I'm getting on. All right. Uh, we can move on. Uh, yes, by the way, somebody else wrote in about the slingshot. 704 did. Have you ever done the slingshot? I have not. I'm on here now just looking at the rods and seeing what they look like. This I'm is not. the best sense of nostalgia I've ever lived on this radio show. And ev it, it's so funny that everybody gets it. This is the joke that everyone gets. It doesn't matter what I mean, roller coaster you're talking about. Carolina staple. Yeah, somebody right? else likes the cyclone. I need to move on. Let's at oh, least I didn't know they had one of these now. <laughs> This is, is at it? Myrtle Beach, and it's yeah. really expensive to do it. No. They but have, I didn't know this was a Carewinds. They have one. All right. Um, oh. All right. I'm going to try to work on this segue. You ready, Fitty? Give me the fire or the fizzle. Be ready for it. Can Bryce Young slingshot the Carolina Panthers into the end zone? <laughs> yeah. That's how you do a segue. Because it didn't happen in the first game because of the bad lack thereof protection from the offensive line. My question is, Wes, the saving grace for me it's Chandler Savala. And when Frank Reich spoke about the rotation this week at right guard, he did say that there would be less of one, that they'd be a little more solidified at that spot. Let's hear it from the head coach himself. There'll be a little rotation, not quite as much. You know, still working with Campy on that. You know, wanted to see these young guys, uh, Zavala and, and Nash, you know, kind of get them through this week and make sure they didn't have any setbacks. So uh, I'll sit down with Campy, you know, at some point today and kind of finalize what that'll be. Campy, there it is. Frank Reich is saying Campy. Fitty can say Campy as well. 
Wes, they want him to take this job. Everything that I see when they're talking about Chandler Savala coming in after missing some time during minicamp with a pectoral injury, it's why I was a little scared because this was the guy we all thought, all right, maybe he can even start in place of a Brady Christensen, perhaps. But now, Brady Christensen, you need him starting at left guard. Austin Corbett is going to be for sure out week one. Maybe he's going to be out a little bit longer. Nobody came in in preseason game number one and took that job outright. And now Chandler Zavala, they're trying to get him into the mix. They wanted to have a rotation. And now they're going to shorten that up with Zavala being able to play a little bit more. Wes, to me, I think it's pretty simple. They want Zavala to take this job, and I just hope he answers the bell. Well, I think there's two rookies that they might be looking at to step in there potentially because Chandler Zavala, you see him on the depth chart as a as a left guard backup as well, but they may swing him depending on where they need the help, but uh, also Nash Jensen as well is another guy that they're looking at, and he looks to be making headway on the depth chart almost by default. Now, he's had some injury issues as well that's been hurting him, but he played in 70 games at North Dakota State. He started his final 55 games, and in his regular season as a senior, he played 500 snaps, and he allowed one sack and zero penalties, and this was one of the best run-blocking teams in the nation, and Lord knows when you look at his picture, he looks like he's ready to play some football. 6'4", 328 pounds, so Zavala... And Nash Jensen, I think, can help. But when you look at Zavala, of course, they're counting on him. He was a draft selection. They spent draft capital on him. Then you talk about the camaraderie with Iki Aquano, a guy that perhaps they could get together and have some automatic chemistry going back to their days at NC State. And the fact that Iki is experienced so he can help Chandler uh, get through some of the uh, different things that he will encounter over there. So I think Chandler Zavala, I think, is going to be huge for them because they haven't gotten a chance to see what he can do yet certainly after what we saw Saturday and in some of those joint practices they're hoping that he's going to definitely show up and show out so they can have one of those guard situations taken care of because in my opinion with what we've seen from Brady Christensen Chandler Savala can take that job if he comes in and plays well yeah that job can be his well that was the original take it was is this someone that we think so highly of that can be yeah. Could be the guy mm-hmm. that is starting on the left side, especially with the familiarity of playing alongside a left tackle that you played alongside in college. That was the conversation. And now it's can he be the right guard while Austin Corbett is out? And then maybe we can go back to that original conversation. Mm-hmm. Because, Wes, yeah, the reason I'm so confident that they want him to take this job, Joe Person, in a piece that he wrote for The Athletic, he had this paragraph. The Panthers are also pleased that Zavala is coming back with Reich saying they dragged their feet on naming a starter so they could get a look at Zavala and Nash Jensen. As you mentioned, the undrafted free agent from North Dakota State, he missed time last week with a back injury. You just talked about him a little bit. So if they were dragging their feet on naming a starter and it didn't go well whatsoever, it was the worst position. The offensive line in totality was bad, but still right guard was the worst position. I feel comfortable, man, I don't want to say comfortable. I guess there's still some questions to be answered here. Zavala is just now getting his feet wet. But man, this is the guy. This is the guy that can make you feel okay after what we saw in preseason game number one. What would you think if they started two rookies at the guard position? Would you be a little nervous about that? No, not at all. Guard is one of those positions that you see some pretty nice production from rookies. You can see that. Mm -hmm. And, And at least they can come in 
at, like Bill Polian had the philosophy that you don't guard or you don't draft guards in the first round, very running back esque. He had that same philosophy for guards because you could find them later and they can come in and produce right away. So I have no problem. If they're the best person for the job, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, Michael Jordan is a veteran. Start him instead. No, nah, man, give me the good guy. Give me the person that could go in there, even if it is year one, and help this offensive line out because now's not the time to play when you have a first overall selection under center. No, not Put at all. Put the best guy out there, even if it is his rookie season. We got the best guy behind the mic, behind the board. It's Fitty for a second flash of the day. Fitty. gonna lie to you my uh my flash preparation it was kind of stalled like that carowinds ride after it had a crack in its foundation <laughs> so i'm gonna take some time to remind you that high school football is back and it all gets started tonight with the 2023 high school football kickoff powered by ortho carolina action begins at 5 15 with cox mill fix, facing off against weddington and then tune in right here to wfnz at 8 p.m to hear Independence versus Mallard Creek. That's going to be a Kyle Bailey and then an Anthony Flounder Pagnata vehicle live from Memorial Stadium. Head to charlottekickoffweekend.com for tickets and more information. All right. It's everybody's favorite segment. No, it's not about Carowinds, although maybe if we had enough time, we could do an impromptu fire fizzle Carowinds edition. But we'll go with the staple. We'll go with what he has here. When it comes to famous sports superstition, what is Wes deem fire or fizzle? Yet stay tuned and find out next on Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You know what it is. It's Fire Fizzle. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Famous sports superstition because of Black Cat Appreciation Day. Yeah, it's a thing. Wes went with it. He's bringing it to Fire Fizzle. I don't know why we're appreciating Black Cats. I like them, I guess. They're cool. I didn't know they needed a day, but that did bring up the best superstitions of all time. Wes has five of them to go through. Whether they are fire or fizzle, we have to ask Wes Bryant, the first one on the list. Baseball superstitions in general. Walking over the chalk line. I don't know what else is out there, Wes. You tell me because this is pretty vague. 
I thought you were about to eight mile me for a minute and go through all of the superstitions before I got to say some of them. But when you talk about baseball, a sport that requires great hand-eye coordination, it requires you to have great bat speed and for you to be just on point at all times. So they have superstitions such as spitting into your hand before picking up the bat said to bring good luck. A wad of gum stuck on a player's hat brings good luck. And it is bad luck if a dog walks across the diamond before the first pitch. So these are just some of the superstitions that baseball has. Do I think any of them work or do I like any of them? I would say for baseball superstitions on Black Cat Appreciation Day, they are straight... I don't get... You take this outfit home, and you burn it. I'm a big don't step on the chalk guy. <laughs> I, I don't do it. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm still, right now, not going to step on the chalk if I go out on a baseball field. It doesn't matter if I'm suiting up or not. So I subscribe to that one. For me, it's fire. But it's not my segment. It's Wes's, and we're 0 for 1. We got a fizzle to lead us off. What about bowling superstitions? You, tell, you got the girlfriend that went to college on a full-ride bowling scholarship. Yes. So tell us about the superstitions and whether they're fire. Well, some of the superstitions that they have for bowling. To continue a winning streak, wear the same clothes. The number 300, a perfect score on your license plate, will increase your score. And carry charms on your bowling bag, in your pockets, or around your neck for good luck. All of these seem to be things that could mentally get you in a place to where you could go out and have a good score. And for that reason, not just because my girlfriend bowls, the bowling superstitions are straight fire. I need to try some of them so I can get my score up. One fizzle, one fire, baseball, bowling, it's out of the way. Next one up, golf, Wes. Golf superstitions, are they fire or are they fizzle? Well, when you talk about golf, it is a really, really skilled game. A really, really mentally taxing game. And so you probably do need a few superstitions just to be able to get you through it. Some of their most famous ones are start only with odd number clubs. Balls with a number higher than four are bad luck. And carry coins in your pockets for good luck. So I don't know quite what to make of these. I haven't played a real game of golf in my damn life. But when it comes to golf superstitions, anything that you could do to get your score up in such a tough, mentally taxing game is straight fire because you need all the help you can get. You really do. I went golfing the other day, and there I was thinking I was going to get a couple strokes off my score from the last time. Nope. Nope, snowman. Triple bogey. Had to triple bogey out. It's the worst. All right, next one. I actually don't know what the next one is, Wes, because it's not on the rundown. You tell me the sport, and then you tell me if that sport superstition is fire or fizzle. Well, I actually have it on mine. I'm not sure why it's not showing up your way, but I have tennis okay. as the next sport for superstitions. Tennis also, another highly skilled sport, definitely taxes you physically, running back and forth, cross court to hit the ball. So many rules to follow. But what are some of their superstitions? It's bad luck. To hold more than two balls at a time when serving. Avoid wearing the color yellow. 
walk around the outside of the court when switching sides for good luck. I did know that one. And avoid stepping on the court line. That's how it is. Every sport can't step on the lines. Basketball's okay because there's too many. You got to be able to step on the lines. But every other sport, you can't do it. I mean, again, this is another sport just mentally, physically. You need all the help you can get, especially when you're playing against a very skilled player. You know where this is going. I know where this is going. The tennis superstitions are straight. Fire! Tennis is a very difficult sport to play, and I took it for a class at Wake Forest. How'd you do? I did okay. I did all right. I think I got a B. Yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't sound like an A, but it also doesn't sound like an F. Right, right. No doubt. All right. Football superstitions. This is your specialty. Let's end on the one you're most familiar with. Well, when I played, I definitely had a few superstitions of my own. In high school, I wore a Florida State, uh, what do they call it? A a half shirt. I'll just call it a half shirt. A Florida State crop under my jersey under every or for every game. I put my uniform on the same way. I listened to the same song right before I went out of the locker room each and every game, and I kept that routine with me. And in college, I added to it. When I came in there, I would always sit and take a look at the program uh, before I started to get dressed. But some of the more famous superstitions for football, double numbers on a player's uniform brings good luck. So if you wear 11, 22, 33, Bad luck for a professional football player to take a new number when he is traded to another team. And a mascot is an important good luck symbol. That's an interesting one. So when it comes to some of these football superstitions that have helped many players, football superstitions are straight fire. I especially agree with the one about changing numbers when you go to another team. It's just something about your number, did, man. It's like a superpower. Did you have 72 at Florida and Wake Forest? Uh, I did not because at Florida <laughs> I had 53 and I hated every second of it when weird. I got there. Trash, big trash number. Are you a linebacker over at Right. I had 53 at guard. It sucked. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Sucked. You needed to transfer immediately. Only 53 I could think of that was a dope offensive lineman was Mark Stepnowski back in the day with the Cowboys, their center. How do we feel about Teddy Bridgewater wearing 50? Trash. A QB. Get it out of here. I like it and don't. I you don't like know it? I don't know. It's weird. I I want the single digits all across the board. I can't. It's still better than Devin Gardner wearing, what, 99 yes. that one year at Michigan? Yes. I dev- I think it was 98. Maybe or yeah, it, was, it was 98. That's it. I completely forgot about that, but you're so right. 50 is better than that. Uh, Wes, we can't end the segment without you telling Fiddy something Cut to do. Cut that music off! Thank you. Now we can move on. That is Fire or Fizzle with Sports Superstitions. Tell us what you think on the text line, 704-570-9610. We still have the best case, worst case scenario for locally ranked college football teams, and we can go even broader than that. But coming up next, too, it's the Live Wire with one Josh Fiddy Marlowe on Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.